For as long as I can remember, I have been fascinated with the meaning of people's names. My name, Renee, means reborn. My husband's name, Peter, means rock. And when I think about those names, they're so apropos. And so when I meet someone, I really feel that there's some deep meaning in their name and that there is clearly divine intervention at our names. Today, we're going to talk about names some more and the true meaning and the power behind names. Welcome to episode 50 of the Well-Versed Woman podcast. I'm Renee Teller. And I'm Teresa Morgan. You see, Renee and I are two perfectly imperfect women. We come to you week after week, sharing our faith, our life's journeys, and our testimonies with you in hopes that your faith will grow strong. What we love to share is the relationship that we have with an all-powerful, all-knowing God. And we know if you stay tuned, that relationship is going to grow. But before we start, we do one thing. We plug into that power source. We plug into that power, our creator, by sitting still for 20 seconds and actually inviting God to open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts to what he'd have to share with us today. So before we get started, I'd like you to close your eyes, take some slow, deep breaths, and invite God to be with you right this very minute, wherever you are. 20 seconds starts right now. Here we go. That's it. That was 20 seconds. And you know I'm going to encourage you to grow that still time every single day. The power is in the consistency of doing this every day before your feet hit the ground. Plug into that power source and you'll be charged up to go all day long. So back to this idea of words, specifically names. If you listen to this podcast, You know that I love names and particularly words. I'm always looking up definitions, but names are all the more special, Teresa, because names is what we call or are being called or named by our parents. They gave us a name way back when, and I believe there's meaning in names. Don't you, Teresa? I sure do, Renee. And I love the definition of yours and Peter's. You know, I was thinking the definition of my name means reaper, gatherer. And I love to gather. I love to gather people. I love to gather from the harvest of souls. And uh, I love to share Jesus, you know, in hopes that they'll come into the kingdom of God as well. So how apropos for the meaning of my name. But let's sort of move on and talk about our main subject today. You know, William Shakespeare from Romeo and Juliet put it this way, what's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. I love that quote. So today, we're going to see that we as believers in Jesus Christ, we have a name, Renee, that is powerful and sweeter than any rose could ever be. 
Wow, hard to believe. I love flowers and I know Teresa and I share that about flowers, but a name sweeter than any rose, like that is part of what we talk about, Teresa, developing this relationship with God to the level of actually feeling it, smelling it, right, Teresa, that it's that real, that potent, that powerful. Absolutely, Renee. You know, there's a scripture that says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Maybe in this episode, we could, we could say, smell and see that the Lord is good. You know, Renee, when I think of a rose, I think of the pricklies is what I call them, leading up to the beautiful rose. You know, you have to handle a rose with due care or else you're going to get pricked by what is on the stem. And I think of the cross of Christ when I think of that rose, that that precious blood was shed, you know, the thorns that they put on his head, the nails that were driven into his hands and into his feet, the beautiful blood that flowed so that we could have remission of sin, so that we could be forgiven of sin and uh, brought back to the Father. So that beautiful rose, if you will, it's a beautiful analogy, we now get to partake of on a daily basis. But getting back to, to the name, you know, we've talked many episodes about prayer and how powerful prayer is in that we pray. Well, let me let me explain from the scriptures what Jesus said to do when we pray. He said in John chapter 14, verses 12 through 14, he said, most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. In greater works than these, he will do because I go to my father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So we as believers are taught when we pray, we pray at, at the end, we say, in the name of Jesus. You know, why is that? Well, we're going to learn uh, as we listen to this podcast that there are other scriptures that talk about the authority and the power that is exerted into the earth when we speak of the name of Jesus. So true, Teresa. I you know, we've talked in so, so many episodes about words and the power of words. And the fact is that that name puts everything that we're asking back in the right place. It puts it back to Jesus. It puts it back on the focus of the one true God that we believe in. And that's what allows that power to connect with us. The idea that we're giving him the glory for whatever it is we're talking about or praying for and already letting him know that when what we're praying for comes to pass, it's the name of Jesus that gets the glory. That's right, Renee. And um, I love when you said it puts it back in the right place. I love that, yes, the glory goes back to him. Let's listen to what the book of Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11 state. It says, therefore, God also has highly exalted him, meaning Jesus, and given him, Jesus, the name which is above every name 
that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So here we see when a believer understands that through the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, the authority of the earth in everything in the earth that Satan stole through deceiving Adam and Eve, Jesus, through his death, burial, and resurrection, got back. So the authority over all that is has been created is in the hands of Jesus. He gives that authority to us as believers. And when we use the name of Jesus, when we pray in the name of Jesus, knowing the authority it carries, we see things move in the earth. Renee, you know, if it's perhaps that you need healing, you look at the healing scriptures and you say, thank you, Father. I see by your stripes, by the stripes of Jesus, I've been healed. I ask for healing in the name of Jesus. That's when cancer, arthritis, any sickness in the body has to knee, has to take a knee to the name of Jesus. It's a very powerful, powerful truth when a believer understands why we pray in the name of Jesus. I think a great analogy, Renee, is that if we're traveling in a vehicle, we're going down the road, and all of a sudden a policeman holds up a badge, right? So I live in New York State. So when that policeman holds up that badge, that badge represents the authority and the power of the state of New York. I have to come to a stop. 36 wheel, wheeler trucks have to come to a screeching halt. Why? Because the authority of New York State, the power of New York State is backing the badge that is being held up by the policeman. It's similar in the spirit when we understand the name of Jesus and when we use that in prayer, we will see that all authority is backing us up. All authority in all of heaven, all of heaven's hosts, the angels, everything is backing up our prayer when we pray in the name of Jesus. Yeah, it reminds me of the laws God put in place. And we've talked in previous episodes about this, Teresa. The laws of the universe were set in stone by God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Spirit, all one, three persons in one God. The laws of the universe were put in place, and that's what you're talking about. So blow New York State up a good bazillion times to the whole universe, and the universe has to operate under a certain set of laws, and that's what you're describing. So the universe operates under gravity, right? The whole, you know, buildings don't go flying around the space. You know, the there are laws that got put in place, and that is exactly what you're speaking of, so that the name of Jesus is the authority, and it's the law. That's so true, Renee. And you were talking about the natural laws of gravity. Exactly. This can be looked at the spiritual laws. You know, the Bible says that everything that was made that we see with our natural eyes came from a world of a spiritual world that we can't yet see 
with these natural lies. Jesus says in the book of Matthew, chapter 28, verses 18 to 20, he says, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. You know, that is also referred to as the Great Commission. We see in the book of Mark, Mark says the same thing, although he words it just a little different. He says that to those who believe in my name, go. So when you see these scriptures, you see that we as the modern day disciples, if you will, of Jesus Christ, we have been given a commission to go and advance the kingdom of God, share the gospel with everyone we know, and we use in the name of Jesus. That same authority, Renee, it's wonderful, that same authority that's been given, that was given to the disciples of old has also been given to the disciples of the current day. You and me and all the believers in Jesus Christ. Isn't that fabulous? Absolutely is fabulous. You know, again, this law that you're referring to, and if this is your first time listening to this podcast, are all in the Word of God. This is our manual. And it's why we go back continually to what it says, like Teresa's saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth, Jesus is saying, and telling us that we have, therefore, the authority then to baptize others in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, so that through that baptism, through that confession that Jesus is who we're going to follow, that's how my old A equals B, B equals C, so A equals C happens, Teresa, (laughs) you know, so that we then, because of the authority given to us, can then give authority to others. Does that make sense? That's absolutely right. And that's why everything we pray, we pray in the name of Jesus, Renee. You know, I had mentioned Mark chapter 16, verses 17 to 18, and I'd like to share them. Jesus says, and these signs will follow those who believe. And here it is, in my name, right? So we see, follow those who believe. So Renee and I are two believers in Jesus Christ. So those who believe in my name, right? In the name of Jesus, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So I am very cognizant, very, very aware of the power that when I pray and if someone is sick, Renee, right, right, we've we've prayed for each other numerous times. We lay hands on the sick and I pray, thank you, Father, according to Mark 16, verses 17 and 18, your word says, I will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I thank you, Father, for Renee's healing. And then we end it with, in the name of Jesus. 
Isn't that beautiful? You know, Renee, I was so overjoyed this week. You know, our faith is practical. I was so overjoyed this week. What a beautiful testimony. I had met um, a, a woman, a banker, when I first started my job, and she was lovely, and we became friends, and she was having a hard time conceiving a child. Oh, Renee, it really just brought such agony to her soul, and they were going through all the natural in vitro and all you know all the natural remedies. And I just felt led to pray for her. I, I said, Ashley, may I pray for you? And she said, yes. So right there in the office during, during work hours, I just prayed for her that the Lord would open her womb, bring healing to what needed to be healed. And of course, I ended that prayer in the name of Jesus. Well, guess what happened, Renee? She left the bank and took another job. And I didn't know this because we hadn't kept in touch, but she just texted me this week a picture of her beautiful little baby girl. She said, Teresa, I haven't seen you, but I wanted you to know I had a beautiful baby girl. I'm home right now. I'm going to be working from home. I knew, Renee, I knew that through the powerful prayer that was prayed in the name of Jesus, that that prayer brought about the healing in her body she conceived in that they now have a beautiful little baby girl. So that's a, that's a practical example of prayer being powerful. Number one, James 5.16, the powerful, effective prayer of the righteous makes much power available. And in the name of Jesus, whatever sickness, whatever impediment was causing her not to conceive, the Lord removed and she had a beautiful child. Isn't that awesome? It's incredible. It's incredible. And we don't often uh, hear about these everyday miracles, but we know you and I, Teresa, that they do exist. And I think so often science wants to prove that it's something else, but as you said, in that case, so many people never even knew that you prayed for that individual. So there's really so much to this power in the name. You know, there's there's a song, power in the name, power in the name of Jesus. And it, it's just so true. And when you walk and develop that relationship with God, as we have, you see it more and more and more. It's amazing. That's so true, Renee. And I love that you said you developed the relationship because we can't think, oh, you know, any whim I have, I will, I will pray for. No, um, what the best prayers are Holy Spirit-led prayers. And we want to pray according to the will of God, which is the word of God. So, you know, we do have to be mindful of that. But there's another beautiful scripture that I would love to share today, Renee. And it's found in Luke chapter 10, verses 17 to 19. Listen to what the Bible says. It says, then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, Jesus, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority. There it is, right? I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing 
Shelbyani means hurt you. Isn't that beautiful? You know, in the covenant that we have with God, everything is included. We have a covenant right of not only salvation, the saving of our souls, but of healing, prosperity, deliverance, protection. And when we look at, when I look at this scripture, I know that the same power that made Satan fall from the heavens to the earth, that same power has been given to us in the name of Jesus. It carries that much power. And so it's a tool that we wield um, thinking of, about that. We want to be mindful when we pray in the name of Jesus because we want to be sincere in our prayer. I guess that's uh, what I'm trying to get across here today. We want to be sincere in the prayers that we pray, Renee, and we want to know what the word says. So if we need healing, for instance, I'm sort of couching on healing because, you know, we all walk in a human body that is susceptible to colds and the flu, and we're not even going to mention COVID today. But, but truly, uh, God has provided healing uh, for us. And when we need healing, we pray in the name of Jesus. Mm. I just keep coming back to the idea that Jesus needs to be living in your heart as the very starting point, Teresa, of this whole series of events that can unfold. And that once he's in your heart and you're working to grow your faith, to work out your faith and develop the relationship, that's where the power grows and grows within us. That's where we become more confident. I love last week's episode where we talked so clearly about the process that we that we go through as growing Christians, Teresa. You know, this process this process that is not overnight, no different than any other relationship that we have. So it's got to start in your hearts where you truly believe, where you actually know in your deepest knower, as my friend Teresa says, that Jesus is the love of your life and the center of your soul. That's very true, Renee. I so appreciate you know you saying that because that is the first step. The first step, uh, just like you know, if um, my friend who's a policeman gave me his badge, right, and said, "Here, you use it." Well, you know, I never signed up to work in the police force, and I can't just hold up that badge and, and use it. It's similar, you know. Not anyone can use the name of Jesus. It's a born-again believer has to use the name of Jesus. Jesus needs to be living in your heart. You have to have a living, vibrant relationship with his spirit, the Holy Spirit. And, you know, a simple prayer of Jesus, I believe you died for my sins. Come into my heart and be Lord and Savior assures that. And now we have a covenant with the Father in everything that was accomplished through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus is now ours to partake of in this life, to bring victory in this life. Like my good friend, Ashley, uh, what a beautiful uh, remembrance to me that was of, yep, that prayer did not fall to the ground, but it, it accomplished what God sent it forth to accomplish in the earth. 
You know, Renee, one of my favorite scriptures is from Isaiah 55, 11, that God's word will not return void to him, but accomplish what he sent it forth to accomplish. Isn't that beautiful? When we meditate on that scripture, we understand that God is very particular and he what he is all we know he's all, he's all present he's omnipresent so he's everywhere you know in time at once so we know that the words of our mouth are so important that we really need to concentrate that we're speaking in alignment with God's word and that we're speaking and praying in the name of Jesus and that's great she spoke the words that were written in this beautiful testament to all God is. And as the Bible says, God is the word. So those are his words. He never put it in chapter and verse for us. So we just want to be sure you can find it, which is why we're so intent on giving you the exact scripture and verse so that you hopefully are starting to go look these up for yourself and learn and understand these key, key verses of the Bible so that you can pray in the name of Jesus and know by faith that those things will come to pass. And what is, Teresa, our favorite scripture of the Well-Versed Woman podcast? That's right, Renee. It's Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye now. Well, thank you for listening to episode 50. We have two more weeks before we circle around to a complete year of this podcast, and we're so excited. So stay tuned because we're going to be celebrating. We also have a Facebook community that we want you to join. It's called The Well-Versed Woman on Facebook. You just ask to join and we'll approve you to get in that group where you can ask us questions and interact with us. We still have Well-Versed Woman journals that if you rate, review, and subscribe to this channel, we'll send you one right in the mail. And last but not least, the show notes are included at the end of every episode where you can actually download the written word of God if you don't remember the scriptures as we're going along. They're all listed right there for you. You can print them out. There's beautiful little cards as well that you can use to study your favorite verses. So until next week, we love you. Bye now.